Okay. Very good. Genesis. Exodus, Leviticus, Numbers, Deuteronomy, um, uh, oh, Joshua. Mm-hmm. Judges. First and second Samuel. Mm-hmm. First and second Kings. Mm-hmm. First and second Solomon. <laughs> Samuel. Chronicles. Yes. First and second Kings. No, um, the first and seconds are all done. Psalm There's only three. Nope. First and second Samuel. First and second Kings. First and second Chronicles. Ezra? Yes. Nehemiah. Esther? Mm-hmm. Jude? Yes. What's after Job? It's a book of hymns. There's a whole there's a one hundred and fifty of them. All in this one little in this one book. Psalm. Psalm. Psalms. Uh, mm-hmm. Song of Solomon. Mm-hmm. Yep. No. Lamb. Anna? Lamentations. Yes, Lamentations. Yes, Daniel. Hosea. You started with the right letter. Hosea. Yes. A. A. Hosea, Joel, Anna, Amos, Amos Jonah, Micah, Hub, Habakkuk, Habakkuk, Zechariah, Malachi. Malachi, right. I went kind of fast for you, huh? Okay. <clears throat> Anna, what are the... Oh, you thought you were going to get off that easy. No, I'm afraid not. What are the poetical books? One before. That is, that is correct, but there's one before it. Oh, you can't say that you think you know it and then ask a question Wait. like that. No, that... Uh, uh, but I... J. <gasps> no, this is Anna's. Don't worry, you'll all get your turns. Job. Yes, Job. Psalms, Proverbs, and Ecclesiastes. And... Song Yes, okay, correct. Well, yeah, Job, Psalms, Proverbs, Ecclesiastes, Song of Solomon. There's five. Those are the poetical books because they're all poetic. It's poetry. Okay. He. What is the Pentateuch? It 
What are the books of the Pentateuch? Uh, Genesis? Mm-hmm. Correct. Seth. What are the books of the major prophet sandwich? Correct. Yes. Okay. You two aren't in my class normally, so you get off easy because I'm not going to ask you those. <clears throat> okay? Very good. Now, the catechism. You've had a long time to work on the second article of the creed. It is a review, but you've had a long time for your review. So, I think it's going to be really good today, then. That's my expectation. What is the second article of the Creed? And in Jesus Christ, His only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Spirit, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, died, and was buried. He descended into hell. The third day he rose again from the dead. He ascended into heaven and sits at the right hand of God the Father Almighty. From thence he will come to judge the living and the dead. Good. What does this mean? I believe... That Jesus Christ, true God, which means what? He is begotten from all eternity and also true man, born of the Virgin Mary, is my, yes, is my Lord. What has he done for you? He has redeemed me. Who are you? A Yes, a lost and condemned person. He has purchased and yes, from all from all rebellion against God. Rebellion against God. See. Sin. Yes, he has purchased and won me from all sins, from death, and from the power of the devil. Not with gold or silver, but with his holy, precious blood, and with his innocent suffering and death. Why? That I may be his own and and live under him in his kingdom and serve him in everlasting righteousness, innocence, and blessedness. Correct. Just as he is 
risen from the dead, lives and reigns to all eternity, this is most certainly true. We don't have time to keep working on this. We're moving on to the third article this, this time. Uh, all that you need to know is the third article, but you must work on it. How many minutes a day? Ten. Not even. How many? Five. Ten. All it takes is ten minutes a day. Just go through it ten minutes a day. Say it before you go to bed as part of your prayers. Okay? Ten minutes a day. You'll be surprised at how well you remember it if you take ten minutes a day to work on it. That's all it takes, ten minutes. And I know you all have that. All right? <sighs> Very good. Okay, term quiz. You two do have to take the term quiz, even though you aren't in my class. So grab a paper and a pencil. I don't put terms up on the board, and I don't hand them out. So you're stuck with me, unfortunately, and you're just going to have to try and remember and do the very best that you can. But here's your clue. All of the terms are people. Well, don't sell yourself short, Heath. You never know. I don't have any tricks in here. So it's all pretty straightforward. All people. Okay, are you ready? Number one, the king of Moab who oppressed Israel and who was described as being very fat. He was assassinated with a dagger that was sucked up by his fat. I don't, I know it, but I can't. Okay. Number two. The name of the word of God, excuse me, the name of the Son of God from all eternity. The name of the Son of God from all eternity. Number three. The man who believed God's promise to make him the father of a great nation. He was the first of the patriarchs. The name that God gave him, <clears throat> the name that God gave him, that's actually a big clue for you, means father of many nations. For he is the father of all who believe in God's promise of a Savior.
the Father of many nations. Okay, number four. The prophetess and judge who called Israel to be faithful to Yahweh. She rallied Israel and her commander to fight against the Canaanite king Jabin and his commander Sisera. And here's a clue for you. It's the only judge who is a woman. Okay, and lastly, number five, the head of the fallen angels. He rebelled against God and wishes to be a God himself. The head of the fallen angels. <clears throat> okay. Do you need me to read any of these again, Heath? Uh, four. You need number four again. Yes. Very well. The prophetess and judge who called Israel to be faithful to Yahweh. She rallied Israel and her commander to fight against the, king, the Canaanite king Jabin and his commander, Sisera, prophetess and judge. Okay, does anybody else need another one? Emma. Can you read number five again? Number five? I sure can, yes. Let me just turn to the right page here. Number five, the head of the fallen angels. He rebelled against God and wants to be a God himself. Any more? All right. One, two, three, four, five. There's five of you. You each get one. Starting with Seth. Eglon, yes. Remember, he has a fat-sounding name. Eglon. Eglon. That's how you remember it. Okay? Yes. Eglon. I knew it. And the name of the left-handed judge, if you can remember that, I'll give you a bonus point. If you quick write it down. <laughs> the name of the left-handed judge, who is the person that killed Eglon. Seth. Ehud, yeah, E-H-U-D. If you have that right, you get a bonus point. Do you have it at least partially written down? No. Nope. Oh, well. Anna, number two. The word. Yeah, the word of God. I, I accidentally gave you the answer you on that one. Word? Does it, does it say the word? No, I ha it has to at least say the word. If it says word, it can be any word. It has to have the definite article, the word. Uh, the name of the Son of God. 
Okay, that's really important because when we talk about the Word of God, you don't just mean things that are written down on a page. You also are talking about the person that is Jesus. He is the Word. All right. Number three. Sophie, what did you get for number three? Abraham. What was that? Abraham. Correct. It is Abraham. That was the... Uh, clue that I said the, the name that God gave him so that you wouldn't put down Abram. God changed his name to Abraham. Good. Heath, number four. What did you say? No, it is... Seth? Deborah. Deborah, she was a prophetess, and she was also a judge. And Barak was the name of the commander of Israel, who was scared. He didn't want to leave, or he did not want to lead the army of Israel against the Canaanites, because he didn't think that they would win. Uh, so Deborah led the rallied everybody uh, instead. Okay, and lastly, number five, Emma. What do you have? Satan? Correct, it is Satan. Satan, or also, I'll give you Three seconds to write down what is one of the other names. And you'll get a bonus point for one. You go up to one bonus point. Up to one bonus point. Heath. David. David? No. Sophie. Mm, Anna. The Great Deceiver. Okay, The Great Deceiver, yes, Seth. The Evil One, yeah. The Great Deceiver or The Evil One. Those are the two. Uh, it does, unless you already had the right answer, and then it's a bonus point. What if I wrote down the evil one and the great deceiver, but not um, uh, Lucifer? Uh, if you wrote two separate ones down, then you get the bonus point for the one. Okay? All right. Does my wife keep track of your scores? Okay. Uh, Heath, how'd you do? Uh, two out of five. Seth? Six out of five. Anna? Six out of five. My goodness. Okay. I won't record it. How'd you do? Two out of five. Okay. Two out of five. Okay. Well, not bad. All right. Now. To the book of Judges. Judges chapter 6. Yes, Judges chapter 6. 
Now in my class, we just go around and everybody takes a verse. So if the verse is a little bit difficult for you, I'll help you, the two of you that are not normally here. Okay? So don't feel bad or scared to read your verse. <clears throat> and today we'll go counterclockwise. So from me to Seth. Yes, Anna? Judges what? Judges chapter 6. Then the children of Israel did evil in the sight of the Lord. So the Lord delivered them into the hand of Midian for seven years. And the hand of Midian overpowered Israel, and because of Midian, the people of Israel made for themselves the, the dens that are in the mountains and the caves Okay, yes. Uh, who's, into whose hand did the Lord give the Israelites? Heath. Uh, the, e the Lord gave them evil? Uh, no, what nation? Midian. Midian, correct. And the, so the Midian is... Excuse me, Midian is the name of the nation. What is the name of the people? Midian, Anna? Midianites. Midianites, yeah. So like Israel is the name of the nation and Israelites are the people. Canaan is the name of the nation. Canaanites are the name of the people. Midian is the name of the nation and the Midianites are the people. So, uh, why does the Lord do that? Why does the Lord deliver Israel into the hand of the Midianites, Sophie? Why do you think? Because it's right there in the very first verse. No, not dens. The very, very first verse. Chapter 6, verse 1. The very first thing. Anna? They did evil in the sight of the Lord. And what does it often mean when it says that they did evil, Heath? They sinned. Okay, yes. Seth, how did they sin? Yes, they went after other gods. Can you think of the names of two of the gods? We've already had the terms. Yes. Baal, Baal and? Uh, no. There's the name of the second one. There's Baal, who is the male one, and then there's a female one. Yes. He has something with Ash in the name? Yes. Oh, uh, it was Ash, 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 Ashtoreth. Yeah, Baal and Ashtoreth. Those are the two ones, the two big ones. So you read mostly about Baal. All through the Old Testament, you read a whole lot about Baal. He was the big false god. But when it says the children of Israel did evil, most of the time what that means is that they turned away from the Lord. They stopped believing in Him and in His promises, and they went after other gods. And how long were they slaves? 
of the Midianites or oppressed by them? Uh, Seth. Um, Uh, seven years. Seven years, yes. Okay. And verse 3. Anna. So it was whenever Israel had sown Midianites would come up. Also, um, Amalekites. Amalekites. And the people of the east would come Yes, okay. So how is it that the Midianites are oppressing the Israelites from that verse? What does it tell you that is ha- what's happening? Emma, what's happening? Whenever Israel had sown, Midianites would come up. Also Amalekites and the people of the east would come up against them. What does it mean if somebody sows? And I'm not talking about this. S-O-W-S, sows. Like in church on Sunday, it was the parable of the sower. What does a sower do? Anna? Tosses out seed. Yeah, to sow means that you're planting seed. So when you, what they would do is they had the big bag full of seed and they would take a handful and they'd go and they'd sow like that. So when uh, Israel had sown, what does that mean? They've done what? They've planted their crops. And what the Midianites do is that they come after they've planted the crops and then when the crops pop up out of the ground and they take all of the crops for themselves. Heath, it would be like if you and your grandpa and your dad and your uncle planted all of your corn for the whole year and then right when it was the perfect time to harvest it, somebody else came and stole everything, harvested all of your corn and left you nothing. That's what the Midianites do to the people of Israel. They come and they take the harvest that the Israelites had sown. And they destroyed all of the produce in the land and all the animals. They drove out all the animals so there was nothing to eat for the children of Israel. So where do the Israelites go? They go into the caves and the mountains. They run away and they kind of hide away. All right, now jump to verse 7. Yes, to verse 7. All right, Sophie, verse 7. When the people of Israel cried out to the Lord on account of the Midianites. Midianites. Mm-hmm. Yeah, verse the 8. He sent a prophet to the people of Israel, and he said to them, Thus says the Lord, the God of Israel, I led you up from Egypt and brought you out of the house of bondage. Mm-hmm. Verse 9. And I believed. Delivered. Delivered, sorry. 
No, it's okay. You don't have to apologize. Delivered. You out of the hands mm -hmm. of, of the uh, Egyptians. Egyptians and out of the hands of all who oppressed. Drove. Mm -hmm. they, them, them out. Them out. Before yes. you and give you their land. Mm -hmm. Also, I said to you, I am the Lord your God. Do not fear the gods of the Amorites in whose land you dwell, but you have not obeyed my voice. So, what do the Israelites do? It's the same thing that they always do when they sin and are delivered into the hands of enemies. What do they do? Emma. They go back to Jesus? Well, kind of. In a way, they do, Anna. They cry out to the Lord. Yeah, that's, we'll use the language of the Old Testament. They cry out to the Lord. Oh, Lord, help us. The people are taking us over. They're destroying our food. Help us, Lord. We're sorry. We turned away from you. Help us, Lord. Yes, he. I know God would never do this, but... Well, if you just dropped out, drop like this random AK forty-seven just dropped out of the sky with three kids. Heath. And you'd be like, <clears throat> you know what to do. The Bible I know. is I not Fortnite. I know. I know. <laughs> what? He doesn't drop weapons down, and they don't dance. <laughs> no flossing in the Bible. Okay, all right, so they cry out to the Lord, and what does he send, Sophie? How does he answer their cries? Heath. Uh, he gave them their land. Mm, nope. He sends one kind of a thing, a very specific. Yes, Anna? Was it a judge? Not yet. Was it the hand of the Egyptian? No. Nope. The children, it's verse 8. What, do the, what does the Lord send, Heath? A prophet. A prophet. And what does a prophet do, Sophie? The answer isn't anywhere here on the page. Just, I'm asking you, what does a prophet do? Okay. Who thinks they know what a prophet does? Seth. Um, they follow the Lord and uh, believe in him. Okay. Yes. What else do they do? Emma.
Okay, you are on the right track, Heath. It tells them what they should not really do, but... You're also like, on the right track. I don't know what this Anna? Like, um, pray to God and, um, they kind of communicate with God. Okay, you're on the right track, Seth. Your servants of the Lord. You're on the right track, Heath. Okay, the prophet is like... A scripture kind of that that is a prophet. Uh, I'm getting colder. A prophet is the word. Oh, he isn't the word. He does what with the word? Uh, speaks. Yes, and what is it called when you speak the word? Uh, sends a message. Prophesies. Okay, prophesy. Think of something else. Think of something that happens every single Sunday. Heath. Uh, scripture? Emma. He preaches. Yes, he preaches. The prophet comes and the prophet preaches. I also would have accepted proclaims the word of the Lord. That's what the prophet does. See, you were all getting on the right track. You just didn't quite get where I wanted you to be. The prophet proclaims the word of the Lord. The prophet preaches the word. This prophet is not the judge, but this prophet proclaims the Lord's word to the people. So this prophet begins, or is the beginning, of the Lord's answer to the prayers of Israel. Uh, And what is the message of this prophet? What does he tell them? What's the content of that word that he brings? Um, yes. The promise? Which promise? Uh, the promise of the word that he brought. You're backtracking now. You were right. It is the word of the promise. Oh, oh like the promise that whoever curses me, I will, I will curse him. Yes. Yes, 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 the promise to Abraham. It all it remember if it's about the Israelites, it all goes back to Abraham and the promise because the Israelites are the children of the promise. So the promise is I will bless those who bless you and I will curse those who curse you. Yes. So When the Israelites were enslaved by the Egyptians, what did the Lord do? Uh, Anna. He freed them. He set them free from Egypt. He led them away. When the Lord said, I'll give you a land, what did he do? He He gave them a land. When he said, hey, you see all of those people that you're afraid of, all their big armies, I've delivered them into your hands. What did he do? He delivered them. He delivered them. The Lord does what he says. So here, the prophet reminds the children of Israel of the promise of the Lord. He also tells them, hey, you done messed up. You guys have sinned against the Lord. You've turned away from him. The Lord is gracious and merciful. He made a promise to you. Believe on his promise. All right, verse 11. Um, 
That's Seth. Now the angel of the Lord came and sat under the terebinth at Ophera, which belonged to Joash and the Abizarite. Well, his son Gideon, Gideon, yep, you were right, was beating out wheat in the Wine press to hide it from the Midianites. Yes, one. Why is he threshing his wheat, beating out his wheat, uh, to hide it from the Midianites? Heath. Because he doesn't want the Midianites to steal it. Like yes. Mm -hmm. If he doesn't hide it, they're going to steal it. So he has to do it secretively so that they don't find it. Okay? Two. Who appeared? Seth. Uh, the angel of the Lord. Yes. Which angel? The angel of the Lord. Yes. The angel or an angel? The, the, the angel. The angel, which means how many of... One. Yes. And who is it? It's Christ. When the Bible says the angel of the Lord, it's only talking about one person, and that person is actually Christ. That's Jesus. Heath. Was it Christ himself? Or... Mm -hmm. okay. Oh, yes. He came and he sat. He is there. Christ comes. Christ is the angel of the Lord. If it says an angel of the Lord, well, then that's just one of the many angels. But if it says the angel of the Lord. That is referring specifically to Jesus. Now look at all, think about all of the places where Jesus is in the Old Testament and you didn't even know it because it said the angel of the Lord. But it's Jesus, just like Melchizedek is also Jesus. Okay, the angel of the Lord came and sat down. And verse 12 Who's him? The Christ. No, Gideon. Seth. Gideon. Yes, the angel of the Lord appeared to Gideon and... And said to him, The Lord is with you, you, you mighty man of valor. Yes, mighty man of valor. Thirteen. Verse 13, Sophie. Mm -hmm. Save Israel from the uh, hand of Midian. 
do you know I send you? Yes, okay. Uh, what does... Well, we'll continue. 15. So he said to him, Oh my Lord, how can I save Israel? Mm -hmm. if, Indeed. Indeed. My clan. Mm -hmm. Is the weak? Mm -hmm. Yep. In Manasseh. Manasseh. And I am the least. Sorry. Nope, don't apologize. You're just fine. Good. And the Lord said to him, Surely I will be with you, and you shall defeat the Midianites as one man. Okay. Now, what does the Lord call Gideon? Heath. It's in verse 12. He, what, he calls him something in particular. What does he call Gideon? Heath. An angel to the Lord. No. What, what, what the angel of the Lord calls Gideon something. Emma. It's a title. Sophie. Yes, a mighty man of... Yes, a mighty man of valor. Mm. Uh, is Gideon a mighty man of valor? It's not a trick question. Is he a mighty man of valor? Yes. Why is he a mighty man of valor? What does Gideon say about himself? Emma. Um, that he's like poor and like he's not that like strong. Yes. What specifically, oh, Seth? He's like the weakest. He's the weak. My clan is the weakest in Manasseh. Mm -hmm. Yes. So he says, I am the weakest member of my entire clan. And my clan is the weakest clan in all of Israel. I am not a mighty man of valor, he says. I am the weakest person in the entire camp of Israel. That's what he says. But why is he a mighty man of valor? Yes. Because he's not, he's not like 
like, and it's not like, he doesn't have like a ton of pride. Okay, sure, he doesn't have a lot of pride, but there's something even more simple than that. Anna, or yes, Anna, sorry. Because God said he was, yes. Because the angel of the Lord came and said, Hey, you, you are a mighty man of valor now. And when the Lord says, he does. When the Lord speaks, it happens. Gideon is a mighty man of valor, not because he is such a great dude, but because the Lord makes him a mighty man of valor. And why is it that the Lord chooses Gideon of all of the people in Israel? Why did he choose the weakest man in the weakest clan of all of Israel? Why choose the weakest? Why not choose the strongest? Heath. Is he well, he makes him a mighty, van, a mighty man of valor. He declares him to be that. Anna? Um, so that God can prove that um, uh, anybody can be strong through him? You're right, but I'm going to repeat what you said, and I'm going to change it, and I'm going to say it differently, okay? And here's how it's going to go. So that the Lord can make his strength known through Gideon's weakness. It's the same with people like Moses. The Lord tells Moses, hey, go and talk to Pharaoh and lead my people. And what does Moses do? Does he say, ah, affirmative, Lord, I will do it for you. No, he doesn't. He cries like a little baby and he says, oh, please don't send me. I don't know how to talk really well. Oh, I can't do it. Oh. He's like a, a whiny cartoon character. That's what Moses says because Moses is an old man and he's a weakling and he doesn't want to do it. But because Moses is a complainy, old, whiny man, even though he's weak, he's strong because the Lord makes him strong. But when the Red Sea parts, does anybody really think that it's Moses who does it? No. Moses is the greatest of the, well, he's, he's the one who is the source of the law. He writes down the whole Pentateuch. He is the leader of Israel, the great leader, the greatest leader of Israel. But even he is very weak. Nobody thinks Moses parted the Red Sea. They had to help him hold his arms up. Uh, so, With Gideon, then, the Lord chooses the weakest one so that he can show that it was the Lord himself who does the work and not man. All right? So, Gideon says, this is verse 7, uh, yes, 17. Is that me or is that you? I think it's me. Okay, 17. Mm -hmm. do, you do you depart from here, I pray, until I come to you and bring out my offering and set it before you? And he said, I will wait until you come back. Yes. Okay. So, 
we're going to have to skip a little bit because we're running out of time. Gideon gives an offering to the Lord. And the Lord touches the offering and holy fire comes up and consumes it. And then the Lord departs. He goes away. Okay. So, we are going to skip a little bit to... Verse 28. That's you, Sophie. No, Yes. So what did he do that they are angry about? He did it in the night. Emma. He destroyed the Baal. He destroyed the altar of Baal, yes, and the image, the Asherah pole. He, he broke down the false gods and the place where they worshipped them. And they want to kill him. Uh... All right, now, jump ahead again to verse 36, and I will read the rest of this. So Gideon said to God, if you will save Israel by my hand, as you have said, look, I shall put a fleece of wool on the threshing floor. What is a fleece? Uh, it's like... Yes, Heath. A fleece? Mm-hmm. It's kind of like what I have on but this is a coat, but it's... it's fleece, fleece is a material, yes, you're right. But that isn't what they're talking about here. Anna, you had your hand up. It's like a vest made out of like sheep. Sheepskin, yeah. So like the golden fleece, did you ever read about the, <clears throat> uh, the Greek myth about the golden fleece? Yeah, okay. Did you ever read... You didn't read that Greek myth? Oh! I think I have. I just don't remember it. Well, you got to read it again then if you don't remember it. Those are great. Great! Uh, yes, but you're right. So he takes the fleece, the, sh- the sheepskin, the lamb skin, fleece of wool on the threshing floor. And if there is dew on the fleece only, and it is dry on all the ground, then I shall know that you will save Israel by my hand as you have said. And it was so, when he rose early the next morning and squeezed the fleece together, he wrung the dew out of the fleece, a bowl full of water. Then Gideon said to God, Do not be angry with me, but let me speak just once more. 
Let me test, I pray, just once more with the fleece. Let it now be dry only on the fleece, but on all the ground let there be dew. And God did so that night. It was dry on the fleece only, but there was dew on all the ground. What is important about the fleece? You know it comes from a sheep. Why is that important? Because you, Seth. Okay, sure. What? Okay, Heath? The sacrificed sheep? Yes, the sacrificed lamb. He is the lamb, yes. So the fleece is the skin of a sacrificed lamb. And that points to Jesus as the, as St. John the Baptizer says, the Lamb of God who takes away the sin of the world. All right? Now, why did the Lord allow Gideon to ask for a sign, not once, but two times? Why didn't he get angry and said, Doggone it, I already told you what I was going to do. Why do you need a sign? To prove, to prove that it was the doing of God? Yes, yes, to show him that it really was the Lord who was doing these things and also to confirm his word of promise. He said, I said that I was going to do this and now I am. And he's following the Old Testament law that says you confirm by two witnesses. And in this case, it's two signs that bear witness to the promise of God. Okay? So, Gideon is now put in charge of Israel. He destroyed the altar of Baal. He broke down the false gods. And now, the Lord has raised him up to go against the Midianites. And that's where we end. Now, you have two terms. Only two. And the third article of the creed, just the article, and... I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Holy Christian Church, the communion of the saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Amen. All right? Here are your turns. You need to know, Gideon, which is the name of the judge of Israel, who the Lord raised up to defeat the Midianites, and who confirmed his word by two signs in a fleece of wool. Gideon. And also Shiloh. This is the site of Israel's early sanctuary. The Ark of the Covenant lived there after the conquest of Canaan. The name of this place means peace. Okay? Any questions? All right. Very good. 